Hello, my name is Sherrera Clark. You're listening to a Reno, Nevada local D&D show. We sit around and we play Dungeons and Dragons and we focus on the storytelling and collaborative aspects of it, which involve all sorts of crazy things. You've got monsters and magic and tricks and disguises. Anything could come your way in all honesty. But the magic really is about how it brings people together. It's about what you talk about, what you want to tell your friends the next day, and ultimately the story you're creating. So I encourage you to sit back, relax, and join us at the table. Well, what are what's your opinion of him? He's never treated us less than. He says our first names, which is more than what the rest of the town can do sometimes. Was the actually was no, the, the town actually no, the town has been very kind. The fishermen love the selfie. Oh. So the Selkie are loved by the fishermen, therefore the fishermen love them and the whole town loves them. So, but among them, he makes a point of making uh, making sure that we're okay, that we're that we're getting paid. Okay. He doesn't write our he doesn't like our arrangement with Prime Water. But mm-hmm. What can we do? So it's the law. We signed it, and he looks at his. Uh, McGillan is supporting our medicine, isn't that right, honey? Mm. He helps with the medicine. Magellan? Uh, Gellan Prime Water. Oh, Gellan Prime Water. So it sounds like that they're under a sort of indentured servitude mm-hmm. deal yeah. with buying you and with medicine for your mom. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll tell you that he ha- she has rattle lungs. Mm. What does that do? Dry, other than... dry air. And for being here too long, mm-hmm. you think that uh, her lungs have actually gotten to the point where they don't quite work so well. Mm-hmm. The medicine is helping her. Do is there a cure? The medicine's working. Whatever poultice they got cooking up for her, it's helping her out. Hmm. Is there anything I can do? Anything I can provide? Oh, of course. Give it a shot, Taylor. Okay. Some healing. Yeah, this will be a twenty. Medicine. It's a hard check. Okay. Start thinking what you want to do. Later, we'll go back to you. Okay. Before we transition. Oh. Well, no, let's see. Oh, never mind. I know. Yeah. We're a little over there. 22? Oh. oh. Describe what you do. Because it was my turn. Oh, that's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am going to go up to my mom and cup her face in my hands and kiss her forehead. She didn't use it. And then give her some healing. Sounds good. That is also uh, a little solution, you know? Yeah. Okay. As you do so, you see her face kind of just get redder, redder, and a little tanner. She gets ready she, like she's about to cough, but she doesn't. And you hear a sweet voice like honey. And a deep, deep, deep sort of breath. And, oh, Selah. Mm. Honey, thank you. And she leans forward and gives you the tightest hug, mm-hmm. with her vigor and strength coming back to her. Mm-hmm. And then you hear, "That's our kid." Oh, you've done right by us, kid. Well done. Mm-hmm. I'm sure about the shackles then. Yeah. But this is a good. Hey, celebrate! Just this morning when we woke up, we didn't expect to see you. Just this morning when we woke up, we didn't expect mom to feel a whole lot better. We'll take it. Do you guys want to leave? Yes. <laughs> this is a terrible place. 
Mm. I mean, the fishermen are great. And um, we can never understand what these guys do. always have to do for a living, but what a miserable existence. Mm. It's always politics with these people. Mm-hmm. And that gold makes people lose their minds. Like silver and copper. Mm. I hate gold. <laughs> That's yeah, true. Abaddon doesn't like gold. Mm-hmm. So, what do you want to do? Are you um, seeing your old boy? Or not? You can choose not to. Go on. Definitely go on. To yeah. the party? Uh-oh. There's food. Yeah, I'm not scared. Carl's Something that face. I know. They want to worry about any leftovers yeah, this time. Yeah. I want to, before we leave, I guess, I want to ask her parents um, if. I mean, it, it seems that the Selkies are seen as tools, so is your daughter in danger being here? I would not make a point of showing your true identity. Selkies are very fine. I hate to use it, but they think of us less than... Well, once they get to know you, we treat you like a creature, a person. Mm-hmm. But I think they forget that sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's why I didn't like it when you said that. <laughs> I don't that know. That we had silkies. Yeah. <laughs> no, until now, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Everyone okay. says that. Yeah. Um, okay. Then keep your head down, puff. And. Well, right back at you. Yeah, at that point, if I have anything scarf like to use as a cowl. To hide my I hair. have some. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. And I was really still trying to parents. Mm-hmm. And I said, you should go to the Prime Prime Water is Well, where can I find you uh, after? We're, we're actually staying there for a lot of We've been very good to us. Oh, okay. Yeah. With the uh, young boy? Yeah, the family is really sweet on us. Then I think I will. But I, I do want to yeah. see Don't you. point over to the docks. That's a shame to you, I thought it was going to be pretty hard, but... Oh, we're going to see Uncle Finn this time, too. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Where is he? Oh, he's probably going to come in from the... from the basement. But he likes to make a point of uh, swimming as best as he can, just to keep his bones fresh. Hmm. Sounds like Uncle Finn, then. Mm-hmm. And Uncle Barnes, Uncle Barnes, is with him too. See that pair together. Your Uncle Barnes is here. Oh, yep. Why are you saying that? Um, okay, well. I'll be sure to tell him when we get home. They're gonna be really glad to see you. I sure hope your cousin gets back though. He was gone for two hours. Please. Yeah, he never got caught and shackled. We've been chatting with him secretly. Secretly? Mm-hmm. He comes in through. We meet him in the middle of the night and talk with him for updates. Oh, wow. Mm, I might have to ask him if he's heard any goings on as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, your cousin on the ship. Oh, same cousin? Duda. Oh, I thought they were. I just assume I have a thousand cousins. Oh, you have a lot of cousins. Yeah. <laughs> when everyone talks about the cousin, uh huh, it's Dudagon. Okay. That checks out. Okay. Um, where is Dudagon? On the ship. Still? Sleeping. Oh, yeah. He's flying and over here. The... And several other people. Yeah. 
Right. Actually, we should probably keep him on check. Two plus long. Where's bad news? There's two selfies. Oh. There. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> just happened to be mindful of. You shouldn't find anything. The whole town will know you're selfie with all of this. Yeah. I'm joking. Oh. Hi, I'm a selfie. I'm Spartacus! <laughs> Hello, I'm my name is <laughs> Silky. <laughs> um, okay, well, then I suppose we should all get ready and go see our host. Sounds good. Mm. Um, but I, I'll, I'll come see you guys later. Lovely suit, actually. Oh, I love you guys. Okay. And I give you a pet. Oh. Aww. Aww. Nice up. Me? No, we didn't. Oh. Record a transition. That's that's all he really wanted to do. This has been Reno's own plus seven seven five to hit, and you're listening to our Dungeons and Dragons adventures on KWNKLP ninety seven seven FM in Northern Nevada's biggest little city, Reno. Me and Backpack are going through the marketplace, checking out the different foods. Eventually, we'll do or we'll do this record transition. Go up in the front door, like past the front door of that building, like playing building. Lots of you hear the clank of steel in the back. And two pickaxes. Mm-hmm. And behind it, you see a flag of what appear to be three mountains on top with blue caps at the top. Okay. Uh, and you speak dwarven or any form of dwarven? Welcome to the land, my dudes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you just see a medley of the shorter creatures, uh, dwarves, which you've seen before. You need ships. But they are ready, uh, paler than most, and mm-hmm. they are fiercely beating on the uh, anvils behind. I've done that before, so I just look at their skill. <laughs> snail, <Plain> dude. Snail. <laughs> yeah. They are moving in a pace that they puts some of the best underwater smiths to shame. <laughs> because they're in land. <laughs> Bro. And what are you doing, Backpack? Following him around, because uh, we're exploring and trying to get food, and it seems like everyone gives us food for some reason here. We haven't had to pay for a single thing yet. Oh, no. Uh, so People have been giving you some, like, leeway. Yeah, I mean, like, it's been it's been quite interesting. Everyone seems fairly friendly, uh, for the most part. No one's tried to punch me or kick me or bite me or throw acid on me or drown me or carry me off in their talons or anything else. <laughs> or anything else. Oh, okay, when you put it like that, I guess the water was pretty dangerous. <laughs> but yeah, kids are just throwing stuff at you. Why are you ah. saying that? Like he's saying that? It just seems pretty safe. You know? Like it's a broth. Tink! Tink! Got hit in the neck with a hacky sack. <laughs> you are a hacky sack. Where'd it come from? Okay. I've already heard the transition. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And real quickly, as you guys get folded into here, the manor looks. The houses here, the richer part of town, if there is any, are buildings that are more closely adjoined to each other versus shanties that are separate. Think of brownstones from the East Coast, that sort of quality. Medieval brownstones. Um, you see that there are people kind of walking, wearing all sorts of fancy fine clothing, silks, velvets, very rich fabrics. And you might have wanted to dress a little bit, thinking it was a force um, in hindsight. Well, no, of course not. You don't need a moo. You find yourself uh, approaching the gate and there is a butler there. Uh, they be, uh yes. May I help you? We were invited to a party. Hmm. Me and the protagonist, yes. No, I'm joking. No. <laughs> 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 look in, you'll see them look in. Yes. We have been expecting you. Please, 
Mm-hmm. And they open a match the gate and you are ushered into the door. You find yourself going through a very cliche stereotypical sort of wood, fine wood, not unlike this. Not to say that your your cabinet is stereotypical. <laughs> but rich grainy wood, the smell of it being polished recently, a food of so many sweet meats floating through the air, the sound of beer popping, the sound of grains, breads being cut fresh from the oven, that sound, and you hear chattering, the clinking of glass all around you, and before you, you see three tables all set with all set with dishes and utensils on the side with what appear to be candles flickering ever so gently and, and to the sound of a violin off into on the corner of the room. Roman perceptions all of you. And we'll wrap up a little bit here. Pause. I'm distracted by all the smells of food. I'm like food. That's food. Even. More food. Alright, it's still pause, but yeah. What are y'all doing? Um, oh, hold on, hold on. I'm still pausing. I'm going to bring this. A dingus. A dingus. <laughs> That's the sound. <laughs> That's the sound. That's the sound of dingus. Thanks for waiting there. I'll see what sounds like it's raining again. It is windy. The pace mm-hmm. will slow down a little bit now that we're here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the city. You know how it be. Woo! That's how it always is. Woo! Oh, you know that. You know. I never do in the cities. You never do in the cities. Woo! I'm looking for more manticores. There's got to be some. It's only been around for 500 years. They're hiding. They're hiding. They're hiding. Right. There's got to be mentors playing somewhere else. As you all approach, um, people will kind of stop when they chatter, and they all look at you and think of a Cinderella story, and they're all facing you as you approach in through the archway, and then the music stops a little bit. Who's the first to step in? Of course. Carl! Everyone stops a little bit, and a cough could kill the mood here. <laughs> and at a some point, you see Gellin and sitting on one of the seats, the food seat on the left, and say, Ah! Uh, Carl, mm-hmm. please, please, make yourself. We have foods already ready. Oh, okay. no, 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 it is a stately residence in a packed part of town. So, not wide enough for a separate mansion, but certainly more elevated than a pauper's residence. So, it's obviously partially decorated, right? Yes, probably about four stores. So now, I am opening my eyes to things I have never seen before. China. Chalices, porcelain. chandeliers, right. porcelains, <laughs> tables. It, uh, I think I just found a playground. Oh, please oh. keep that in check. There are guards all around as well. First thing first, let's go around with the creatures you do see. Uh, let's start with this one. Off onto the corner, just sipping their champagne glass ever so tersely, ever so brusquely. You see an individual, think of a Hessian soldier with a sword 
and a scabbard, a red sash that goes past their kneecaps, on a feathered sort of hat. They have the quality of what looks to be a doinza on them as well, and a sort of admiral regali on their person. But where their face is, you see a strap covering their nose and what look to be several gashes that go every which way in deep cuts, cleft cuts, like a person who has had a serrated knife just have at it on their face. And you see that their nose has a red tip that seems to be held in place by a strap around their head. If it weren't for the fact that strap were there, you get this impression that their nose would fall off. Their mouth is covered by a handkerchief on the bottom part of their face. And they are kind of just doing this, swirling their champagne. And occasionally you see them kind of pull their uh, handkerchief down, take a sip, and pull it back up. Okay, that's the first creature you see. The second creature is on the other side on a table. It is a stocky creature, individual, uh, short and uh, very short, with a big old bear fur coat and a dour look and looks to be kind of flanked by about three guards on one side and three guards on the other side, and they appear to be eating in unison. Okay. <laughs> And they appear to be staring mightily angrily at the other table on the opposite end of this individual with their crew. And they appear to be <laughs> chatting loudly. Loudly, you can actually hear their conversation. That is a fine drink! Hinga! <laughs> yes! 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 <laughs> oh, I love it. A toast to us! Is that a snail? Wow! Stuck home! Please tell me that is him. Those guys, that's what I'm going to go Do you see them kind of like at this point? Oh, I spilled the little drink on my hands. No problem. And they start licking their hands. Oh my god, these are my new heroes. Complete contrast from the other dwarves that you see. Okay. Alright, that's them. <laughs> Off on the corner, you see this individual masked with a sort of mm. depressed jester clothing, mm. with playing a lute that you hear kind of floating through the air, that sort of classical music. Definitely playing it. What kind of a song? Is it a happy, jumpy tune? Or is yep. it a depressing, somber melody? A jaunty or... hunchback of Notre Dame in the opening scene where they're swinging oh, on the yeah. precipice song. Please don't sue us. Don't sue us, Disney. Marvel. All of the above. You see coming in and sitting on the corner, one Edda Alwyn. Oh! And chatting ever so uh, demurely with what looks to be to their left, this individual as well. And she appears to be laughing a little bit as uh, this person is sitting beside him. Moonkabot. As in this. And. Thank you. Oh, two more people and you can end here. It's a mess. Welcome to the game now. No, I'm just Welcome so scared of every picture. <laughs> like, yeah, every picture is looking pretty gnarly. Uh, you see them and they're just kind of bored out of their mind and not making much of a nice it is. It's the dwarven person. I'm not being very good with my words right now or listening. <laughs> you see this person? You see another person <laughs> and another person. They're talking, huh? They're doing the thing. They're doing the thing. And I think I already showed you the other picture, but you also see this kiddo as well chatting and finally getting crying water. Mm -hmm. Alright, 
And with that, we are done for this particular session. You are in the abode, the home, the domicile of Glengelly Crimewater in the Salt Marsh. Thanks for diving into Reno's very own D&D radio show, Plus 775 to Hit. I'm Sayla Tenebris, and you can find me in my seal form on KWNKLP 97.7 FM. See you later. Happy Friday. Uh, today, what we're going to do is this. We will start with our recap of our last adventure and go into our role-playing question, which is, what was your formative years like for your character? Which is problematic, because we literally have three characters... <laughs> Who have some sort of short-term amnesia. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's start with uh, our recap first. I have a new set of dice courtesy of the good Carl Bunkle. There are four of us today. Let's go around. Uh, backpack. Oh, my God. Backpack. What do, you, <laughs> what do you remember about your formative years, specifically the ages of 3 to 10? Really? Yes. <laughs> really? Let's... <laughs> You're only how old? I was here <laughs> the entire time. You watched me since day one. Yeah. And you're still asking this question. Sure, describe they it. Spent highlights? The hi- highlights? Did you, ever, uh, did you ever teeth? But I've always had the teeth. Did you ever go have that teething period? Though? I did not have a that teething period. <laughs> I lost all my baby teeth and had to gum around for a little bit. That's pretty gross. Really gross. Yeah. Uh, oh, I had a playground. That's gone. Oh. Oh, right. And I had a lot of, lot of nice years in my home with my family. And now that's gone. Man, you're leaning on thick, And then, huh? <laughs> and then I was, I was, uh, just, it all, it all disappeared. Yeah? I don't know how to handle it. Object permanence. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you so much. <laughs> Uh, backpack. Give yourself an inspiration for that. <laughs> Goodness. Next up, Larry and Luck. Mm. It's a hard question whenever people ask you this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Namely, one day, two parts tank was walking up to you. Hey! Oh, hey! No. Hey! Hey! Yes. Yo, Larian. That's me. Do you have parents? <laughs> and as soon as they ask that, a memory of this flashes in your mind. Oh. oh. What appears to be an ashen woman with jet black hair and a little bit of uh, crimson eyes. Every, occasionally, when you hear the word parent, just flash into your head. Huh? What do you think? Parents? I, I, huh. we all do, don't, don't we? No, I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. Uh, sh- yes, I suppose I do. Did. All right. Um, do you have any positive memories growing up? I don't know, do I? <laughs> tell me. Um, I would think so. I would think maybe um, in a very cliche way, learning that she was at peace and one with the water. It was very playful as a child and minor and not really active, you right. know, just sort of reactionary. Um, one of the memories you have is you're being held in a warm, tight embrace and you are walking towards the beach front where the water is just lapping on the sands ever so slowly. You hear someone kind of just cooing and patting you in the back saying, it's okay, we're going to go back again. No. Don't be afraid of it. And you see just a smile on your face with that image that I showed you, the ashen face yeah. and the black jet black hair. Um, they'd always be behind you and just kind of doing that shooing thing, but in the sense of, you got this, you can do this, go. Mm. The water won't, the water will just go around you. It never goes through you. 
you always hear that. Okay? Mm. Uh, give yourself an inspiration for that, Larry. Next up, Abaddon. All Abaddon really remembers is that he is the worshiper of a goddess named Yaspelheim, right? Uh, yes, yes, Yaspelheim. He represents death, and that's all that he remembers. And inlaid in the back of his mind is that even though he's lost his memory, he doesn't remember his past. The one thing that keeps pushing him forward is that he knows for some reason he has to find it. Okay. Let's... Carbuncle! <laughs> Carbuncle's formative years involved lots of fighting and eating <laughs> around the world. Right. And it was delicious and fun. Do you remember a certain tryst that you had? A certain getaway? Uh, we're not going to talk about the... Uh... <laughs> The snail from another mother person. Uh, oh it was uh, a little difficult, but uh, let's just say she's okay with the uh, slow ride gang right now. So all right, we can all right. leave it at that. There was a lot of uh, thwomping going on, and it kept the neighbors up quite a lot. Yes, uh, you and by too. neighbors, I mean the whole fleet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, you. <laughs> You got down with your bad snail self, um, but you can't really tangle with just one person. You had another snail help you with that. You know what? I'm going to stop. I'm just going to stop there. So give yourself an inspiration for that, Carl Bunkel. We are back into the adventure of the Salt Marsh. Everyone, what do you recall from your last, from our last recording? We're going to start the opposite direction. Carl Bunkel. We got to town. We uh, talked to some the locals we got invited to a party yes of uh, one gallon gallon prime water we found that the town used to be the layer of manticores yeah. that's um, right um, we talked to some of the the guardsmen and the uh, different trades people tried some different stuff and... <laughs> oh yeah you were in the market yes mm-hmm. what else do you recall doc uh there is a uh was it was it a gnome or a dwarf or a blacksmith yelling yes. at us at one point and you, wanted to talk to them? Yes, you saw a dwarven woman who appeared to be throwing out some other individuals from their blacksmithy, from their uh, company. Mm-hmm. Um, you heard them saying something to the effect of, you cannot possibly mine for us, that kind of thing. And was, they were a bit indignant about it. And they mm-hmm. looked at you and said, what are you looking at? That kind of thing. Uh-huh. All right. What else do you recall? That's pretty much it. Okay. Abaddon, what do you remember? Oh, once I remember a lot. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Thank you. <laughs> we're actually in a place where you can remember things. This is actually true, so it works out. <laughs> so I remember arriving on the boat, and immediately some kid fell into the water. He got swooped in with a bunch of like a school of fish. That's right. And we found out that the school of fish was like corrupted or undead or something like that. And one of the Sahagin um, sort of people were like dead but undead and not really dead and this refused to die right 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 you saw some uh fetid dying but not quite dying sogain yes right fish folk fish lizard folk and <laughs> you hung out with them no i meant the just the, that scene was super creepy oh was it yeah you did a good job with the description thank you you're <laughs> for validation <laughs> she's mean she's not that mean okay yeah Oh, yes, the person that you helped out, Obas the family. Ibex. Obas Ibex. He said, you're not allowed to help, oh. and you're just going to watch. 
And I just <laughs> opened the water laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> Literally, Lyrian was next to you. I was perfectly. I tried to. I was, in, I was incapacitated for lack of a better term. And she kept trying to slap me. And stab. I even tried to and stab And tried to stab me too. And she just could not. Yeah. And it was the funniest thing. That's right. Um, after that. Oh, yeah. So we, you guys helped out Gerard Lapley. He was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And his little boy. Mm hmm. So. Everyone else managed to fix that situation since I was out of commission. Sure. <laughs> for lack of a better term. And once we got to the surface, we immediately found Sayla's parents mm-hmm. and learned that Sayla's parents were in indebted servitude to um, the three heads of the city, specifically the. Oh, well, I don't remember. Gillen Primewater. Yeah, well done, Ray. Yeah. Um, you found out that, yes, the Sela's family has actually been landbound this entire time. And they've actually given up a good chunk of their own family like, savings, a good chunk of their time and energy, working for Gillen Primewater on the promise that he would help assist them to find their daughter, Sela. So she found them first. Yeah, she did. Well, technically, the cousin did. Dudagong. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, before I forget, three of your compatriots are still on the ship. Um, you have Zug, you have um, Pat Inkwell, and, right? and two parts Stink. Oh. Yeah, you have a whole group of people just chilling on the docks. Okay. All right? But yes, you are on point so far. What else do you want? This is Abaddon, and you are listening to Plus 775 to Hit, a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Come experience our adventures regularly on 97.7 FM KWNK LP Reno. See you when the dice fly. I recall me and Carbuncle going into town. We met with that blacksmith lady for for a brief time, and then we met a kid, which was one of the three heads of the city. That's right. Guardian. That's right. You met a boy by the name of Anders Salem, if I remember correctly. Let me get the picture up here. Let's do a quick pause here. That's my bad for not being prepared for that. <coughs> Ray, you are on point right now. Statue. There's a statue, right? Mm-hmm. Anders Salem, right. And here is the boy. Unpause. That's right. Thank you, Ray. Unpause. Um, this is a good picture, actually. Yeah. You saw what appeared to be a little boy with longish hair and this individual behind them in this bespoke sort of very, for lack of a better word again, fascist quality, hard edges, um, very sleek lines without, you get this, this impression this person doesn't use downy detergent for their laundry. Yeah. They don't use <laughs> they, they don't use fabric softener. They use hard softener. And there's the title of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> they don't use They use fabric softener. hardener. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this boy was walking up. Um, they were at the market pointing at things with this individual behind them, many, many meters taller than them, just pointing at them or just listening. But yes. They introduced themselves as Anders Salem. And I believe we spoke to him about the statue that was in the middle of the city. Yeah. Which turned out to be five clones of old that... From 500 years ago. 500 years ago. And one of them had a very unusual complexion that was mine. <laughs> uh, not even that. Their entire make and model and bearing make seemed to follow you. Like your make and model as well. Right? <laughs> For lack of a better phrase. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like the way you pose when you're, you know, think of a JRPG when all the characters are just idle. 
Mm-hmm. You're just kind of just doing that thing. You're looking at the statue, and it kind of looks like the way you idle, which is to say, without a head. <laughs> I'm joking. But the way you normally just bear yourself, your uh, your pose, it had the same bearing, and it actually has your same sort of greaves too, and your armor. Yeah. Weird. Spooky. Yeah. What did the kiddo say to you? He said that they were. Hi, I'm a kid. <laughs> <laughs> He said that they were the heroes of old that actually founded the city. They drove out a, what, what Carl Bunkle over here said. Savage Manticore. Savage Manticore cave. Mm-hmm. Or nest, whichever. A nest sounds more Both. epic. It was a nesting cave of manticores. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> that thing you just said is not probable. <laughs> yeah, after everything, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the last piece I remember is that we got invited to a party. That's right. You were invited by one Gillen Primewater for one, um, saving one of his own fish hands, the Lapley family, yeah. and the kid, and two, because you were right in time for Gebsgemacht. It is the season of giving in Salt Marsh, and you have been invited to, as guests, to enjoy his feast. Yes, happy holidays, everybody. Yeah, happy holidays, anyone who's listening, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Which is you, Casey. <laughs> we love you, Casey. <laughs> All right. Um, she's gonna like that. Okay. Um, let's see. Right. Anything else to add? That's it. Cool. Next up, we're. Ah. Uh, uh, Actually, I don't know anyone's real names. Larry and Locke. <laughs> Role playing is a commitment. Still me. <laughs> Uh, saving the kid, finding Sayla's parents, um, learning that she might also be in somewhat of danger being here, in a sense. Um, Oh, Sayla? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the statue, I'm not gonna get into detail about everything he just said, because he did a really good job. You did a good job. And the party, and then, like, for Lyrian, I think the biggest takeaway was that the Horkers are there with like their own army, more or less. <laughs> their own guard. <laughs> you heard that the Horker family is close to camp, outside mm-hmm. of town. They can't contain their... They have a retinue of about 100 or 75 to 100 soldiers with them. Yeah, yikes. Oh, and there's a third brother. So it's that, that brother and yeah. the dad. Yes, yeah, so you heard some people through the gossip, the scuttlebutt. <laughs> that the horker, um, another horker, is in town, which kind of shook you because it made you think, ah, there's more of them. Mm-hmm. Right. Great. What else do you recall? Oh, excuse me. We got to the party, and there was a bunch of people that we had just met and recognized already there. This is true. You saw one as Lingus Munkavort is at the party. Uh, right. You are at the mansion of Gillen Primewater. It's like a town estate or a townhouse. Almost. Like it's um, brownstone. brownstone. There's not much in the way of a classic plantation-style mansion out here. Um, what they do have for a wealthier part of the area is this nice street with cobblestone that they th- kind of fixed up. And with this sort of uh, three-story house in the center of it, okay, with gates. The other individual that you saw in the party as well is one Edda Owland who you have identified and heard through the gossip to be one of the three council members of the Salt Marsh. Ray was correct. There is Galen Primewater, there is Edda Allen, and there finally is the little boy Anders Sa- uh, Salem. Okay. 
the other individual that you saw there as well was this person who looked like they were wearing a if you ever watched that opera uh modern major general or that play modern major general the song it's a this very decked out sort of uh professional soldier quality with gold filigree on their shoulder pads a sword that is not like a napoleonic wars kind of deal and what looks to be a strap covering the top of their nose and it looks like it's less for their face but more for their nose to stay in as you're looking across from the party right it looks like a patchwork almost and their nose is blood red the other individual next to them that's chatting to them is this again there's a lot of npcs here it'll be nice to uh, go through all of them and not do it again. But you saw what appears to be a smaller girl, a halfling, with big old dimples and a ruddy sort of skin quality about them. And they appear to be an anime conversation with the guy decked out with the armor. Okay? And the person next to them, kind of stoically absorbing it all, is this person. They have a rugged quality, grayish beard with. Uh, sort of military cut about them and a stern stoic if they could be a tree they would be a tree kind of look about them <laughs> right? a bit uh, of a foreman quality and finally you also saw that there were a contingent of dwarves on opposite side of the room one had a sort of dull rust color to their armor with a big old bushy beard and what looked to be your stereotypical cliche sort of animal wear on your back not so much for the armor, but for the aesthetics of it. It screams, I'm a dwarf. <laughs> All right. And on the other side, on the opposite table of this feast, which by the way, sorry for interrupting uh, the recap here. It's just a big mess. But you also saw what appeared to be a contingent of other dwarves who are engaged in lively drinking. And they appear to be the opposite color palette of the other side. That is to say, gold, blonde, hue. It's like you're staring at the sun. On the other side of the table, okay? And they are screaming at each other and laughing. And finally, you guys see this. What appears to be amongst all the other servants, what looks to be a sort of jester with a down hat, like a hat that's not perked up, but actually is just kind of draping their shoulders. And a masked individual with a lute that they're playing in a slow, slow sort of duet. All right. Whew. Yes, you're at a party. Yeah. <laughs> so many people. You're at a party with many, many different people. Yes. And what else do you recall moving along? Mm, I feel like that was the bulk of it. Okay. Uh, what is Lyrian taking from all this so far? Oh. How are they soaking it in? Hmm? How are they soaking it in? Mm, I feel as much as she doesn't want to show it, she'd be very nervous. Sure. Um, being around new people. People that are associated with the enemy, as far as she's concerned. And it's been five years. Yeah. yeah. Very. Since you would contact. Yeah. 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 It's true, though. Just true. But there's also a part of her that's, a, I think, intentionally focused on Sayla right now. Sure. <clears throat> to kind oh, of yeah. push aside. You what know she's that Sayla's in a very precarious position. Yeah. Her parents are an indentured servitude. Mm hmm to prime water um i think you guys rolled it last time that despite his carefree sort of quality his charm about him he's got a particular situation where he's exploiting sailor's parents yeah oi listen up you're here with us on kwnk 97.7 listening to plus 775 to hit grab your dice and roll for initiative 
Yeah, no, cool. just on edge and untrusting. <laughs> on edge and untrusting in the salt marsh. Next up, we have backpack. Uh, uh, back, back. Party! <laughs> <laughs> right. You uh, know that there's a party. Yes, what else do you uh, recall? This is our recap. Here Party! There, we'll get into the adventure. <laughs> with that, you guys um, hear backpack yelling party, and you hear two yeah. on top of the dwarves turn around and go, Party! <laughs> All right, let's go around. Um, Unstructured initiative, um, what do you want to do? Initiative? Roll over to the guys that just said party. Hey, look at you. Party over here. I'm rolling. You see backpack rolling over. There, um, you see the servants kind of just uh, chittering and passing glasses to everyone around. Guys, it smells like so many roasted meats here. So much fresh bread. It smells like a warm blanket pulled right up to your nose and you just snugging right in. There's a roaring fire and... You also hear the clink and chatter of the well-to-do and the hot and the hoi polloi. All right. You walk up and um, just start thinking of what you want to do. And all right. So we have backpack. You are rolling up and you are coming over. It smells It smells like perfume as you're walking up. And then it suddenly starts to smell like so much mead, alcohol, just dripping all over the place. And hot honeyed ham that is draping on the side of the table. Okay. Uh, alcohol first. And then ham, mm -hmm. and then more alcohol. Oh, hey, my friend. Hey, hey, yeah. How are you doing? <laughs> hey, hey, Darren. I'm so drunk right now. <laughs> you hear the, the dwarves are looking around. <laughs> I am so drunk right now, I'm feeding a bag. Oh, I'm, I'm going to turn into the blob. <laughs> All right, <laughs> this is new. You'll see them produce a kebab and just put it straight in your mouth. I don't know what this is, but okay. drunk. <laughs> you see that everyone else standing at the t um, at the door. Um, you'll see that they appear to be kind of humoring this creature. Um, one will start doing this with their beard, putting it right under your like body, going look. Look, it's my grandmother. She's lost all her bones. <laughs> and you hear them just kind of laughing over on that corner. You laugh with me. <laughs> so that's what you're doing. What else? Dwarves are awesome. <laughs> I guess you see them like patting you down. Like one's going, oh, with their hand. Uh, I'll activate adhesive so he can't actually let go of me. Yeah, another dwarf is kind of doing this. Looks like there's, there's about five of them over there and three of them look the same. Now they can't. Uh, now they can't let go of me. Oh my oh, God! No. <laughs> so pretty soon it's gonna be a tug of war. <laughs> You'll see them saying, "This is the weirdest sensation in my long-lived <laughs> life." Yet, what else are you guys doing? Oh, actually, uh, yeah, servants will be walking up to you as well. Party. What do you make my way over to wherever the biggest amount of meats are? Oh right, Jesus, I figured it's near the halfling. It is, it is. As you're getting on closer, um, you'll see the halfling say, Oh, oh, hello. Hello. Oh, this is new. Um, let me see. My aquan is a little rusty. Um, how do you do? Uh, how's the salt treating you? And she smiles. The salt? <laughs> Not the best, but okay. Is this food good? Um, wow, it's actually talking to us. Have you had and... your seconds and thirds yet? Oh my, no, no. Oh, I have to catch up then. Um, do you mind if we ask a couple questions first? Uh, okay. My friend here is Alexi, and this is uh, Tiger Stepberry of the Doingza. 
and oh. you see Alexi is going like this. He just grunts. Mm. And you see Taiga, the taller individual with a strap around yeah. his nose, saying, A pleasure. Likewise. I cannot believe this is a flail snail before us. You are a walking anomaly. Yes. He slithers. <laughs> <laughs> we have so many questions for you. Um, who are your parents? How did you get like this? I've never seen a snail talk before. Huh. I'm sorry, am I being rude? Yes. <laughs> Let me eat first. Oh, please, take please. My... Um, will you join us? Oh, table? yeah. Take care. Okay, now you can ask questions. Okay, Um, you're going to get through that. When you get to the table, they have tartar. Uh -huh. That is tar-covered shrimp uh, fish. <laughs> um, <laughs> they have a little um, sticky. seafood that is a grilled fish straight from the catch from earlier today. You see it. It's the same exact fish that was looking at you going, why? <laughs> it has been cooked up. Mm -hmm. um, you see what looks to be a smorgasbord of sweets, candied sweets, and sweeted candies mm -hmm. as well. Okay? Okay. All right. Next up. Yeah, what are you doing, Abaddon? Oh, um, is... Uh, I already. The two-faced man, is he here? No. Oh, uh, Gil and Cranwater? Yeah, he's uh, talking to people and hobnobbing. What? <laughs> um, that is to say, he's going around making the rounds, making sure people are yeah. comfortable. Oh, okay. He's doing the, how are you? Yes. Yeah. Great. Good, good. No, no, I'll call you. Yeah, I'll call you. That kind of quality. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'll send you a pigeon. <laughs> I'll send you a pigeon. What's up? <laughs> I would actually like to go over to him. Oh, and look over here. We have, I didn't catch your name. I'd like for you to, I'd love to introduce you to some of my friends. Edda, Alamant. This Hello. is... I am Abaddon. Abaddon. He was one of the people who saved my dear fish hand this morning. Yes. What can I, um, what can I do for you, Abaddon? I was actually wanting to talk to you in private. Oh, sure. Um, I'm a little busy at the moment, though. Uh, I'll make... It's just a quick word. Fair. I'll make the rounds. And flag me down if I do forget. I'm a busy man. Not because I can't. Not because I want to be. Okay. <laughs> um, Have you eaten? Have you eaten? Not yet. Um, I might not eat. Oh. We shall see. Please. It's the time of giving. And you can't give if you haven't eaten. Fair. Um, I made that one up by myself. Thank you. Um, then, if you would excuse me. And he'll bow and then... Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I take you for a drinking man. Drinking once in my life. Try a salt shandy. It's good for you. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Hold me a perception. <laughs> yep. You heard it? Oh, yeah. You hear salt shandy and you hear this. It is the finest tonic this side of the Opal Ocean. Ah, that would be. Age for 10 years. That would be something a little friend of mine would enjoy, I believe. Oh, okay. Thank you for your suggestion. Of course. And if you would allow, I'll have. I'll probably have him go over to Carl. Sounds good. Oh, him? Or you? Or... Me. Okay, cool. Uh, at some point, you'll find yourself walking up to... Uh, they've, sit in, they've sat. <laughs> they've sat. They've sit in. They've sit in They've decided to sit on a table where they're in a sort of animated conversation. You hear the sound of a very high-pitched halfling just asking a barrage of questions. Oh, wow. How tall are you? Um, were you always like this? What colors do you make? Um, do you produce ink as a defense mechanism? <laughs> uh, I hate to ask, but have you ever done it? Yes. <laughs> just, just, all the minutes, all the questions, like, yes. Fascinating. And she'll start writing everything down. Um, uh, yeah, but um, you have in your table, Tiger Stepberry, which is the guy with the armor, kind of sitting and just watching you. Mm -hmm. And a very animated halfling, just throwing uh, 
a bunch of questions at you and you hear that the last question you hear is what do you like more and she just starts putting stuff in front of you <laughs> you see what appears to be a sextant uh one is like a banana that she picked up from the buffet she's just throwing all sorts of things like a, a very curious researcher and she's writing things down as fast as she can okay yeah you catch up to them at the end of that okay <laughs> it sounds great i'll have it i'll go ahead and sit oh excuse me oh please sit down hello uh let me see you look like you're not from here not at all. and you hear the alice go that is rude <laughs> she said, oh, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, we're definitely not from here. Oh, okay. Um, you good? Yeah. All right. We'll continue on to... So, with that salt marsh shandy yes. comment, so yes. I've got like four or five dwarves all stuck to me right now. And she I'm, was the nice. I'm going to start marsh. running with those guys still attached to me to the and salt marsh shandy <laughs> as best I can. You are pulling three dwarves on your back. <laughs> You see people kind of moving, servants walking over you, kind of tripping over themselves. You see that on the other side. You're still standing at the, t uh, the door, I'm imagining. But you yep. see them doing like this mini sort of uh, traffic <laughs> jam quality across through the tables and to the buffet table where they see the salt marsh shandy. It is a pink fluid with little bits of spritz of green sort of glitter just flowing through it. Drink it. You are drunk. All of it. You are drunk and dead. All right, now. Just like we practiced, numbers today. Okay, ready? Thank you for listening to Reno's KWNK 97. 97.7. Oh, come on, you got it. One more time. Good work! <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm joking. Roll me a constitution saving throw. Twelve. Right. You have four levels of exhaustion. Oh. <laughs> but you have advantage on all your mental checks. You mental seeing, checks? Yes, you were seeing five of you and the dwarves. And you see 23 tables. And Leary and Locke is standing at the door to what appears to be 20 doors. <laughs> and you see her face just looking at you, all 20 of them. You hear the sound of this coursing through there. And she was a fine dwarven gal. Hick, 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 hick. 20 times. <laughs> you. <laughs> you guys see uh, Backpack just literally, like, everyone's just walking around Backpack in the middle of a buffet table. No, and well, Backpack's just staring. I'm going, hey. <laughs> oh, no. So, uh, I, I, I think at this point in time would be a really good time to start experimenting with my in inanimate shape-shifting kind of thing. So I see this large, beautiful thing on the ceiling that's full of lights. That looks really cool. I think there should be one on the floor. You see, <laughs> <laughs> you see that there's braids all around it? Yeah, go for it. That's a three. Oh. Wait, I have advantage. It's a metal check. <laughs> That's uh, is this intelligence? Uh, this will be <coughs> charisma, or wisdom. Oh, okay. uh, charisma. Eighteen. You will it. Oh wow. You describe what you do. Uh, I just start spreading all my parts out and making things good. And you see what appears to be a three foot by three foot chandelier on the ground. 
And you hear some of the servants tripping over each other. With three dwarves stuck to it. With three dwarves stuck to it. And you hear one of the dwarves actually going, This is a nice hat. (laughs) This is a cool hat. (laughs) Yes. It is is cool. cool. (laughs) You see some of the dwarves yelling that. And you hear um, at the end of it, you do see Gillen finally chuckling. Oh, <laughs> dwarves. Anyone can roll me perception after he says that? Cool. 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 Sounds good. You see it. You see it. As soon as Gillen says, oh, dwarves, you see him as he's walking with his back turned to them. You see him roll his eyes in the most condescending, descending, like, disdainful way possible. He rolled his eyes so hard, <laughs> he could make diamonds. There's the title episode. Right? He rolled it so hard, he could have pressed diamonds into the back of his retina. Okay? Ooh. Let's go to you. What are you doing? And you see just a flurry of activity here, music playing. You Backpack. hear that commotion from Backpack. You see Carl just being thrown question after question and being thrown objects in his face, too, as well. Oh, boy. Uh, Abaddon appears to be just watching as well uh, in conversation. Okay. I... Is there any way for you to not be adhesive? Yeah, I just turn it off. You just turn it off? So would I know if, like, if I, like, tickled you or something, would you knock it off? Uh, I'm pretty drunk right now, but if you made an animal handling with advantage, since you know all about me, probably a pretty low check since I'm pretty drunk. <laughs> what do you think? I'd probably just let go of it. I'd probably just listen to you. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to, because I remember last time, I know it's minor, but to me it's not. I made sure I made like a cowl out of a scarf to hide my hair and stuff. Um, so I still want that up and I'm going to go over to backpack and try to get him to at least let go of the dwarves while scowling at prime water who rolled his eyes. Yes. I want to, if I can, cause I don't, I can't quite picture where I am in relation to him. I want him to know I saw that. Sounds good. With my look. Let's yeah, put yeah. it that way. Let me see if he notices the way you're walking around this place right now. There is a path that you could take. To okay. Show that. Um, he will not see it actually. Oh, okay. Are you gonna do that? Re- you're gonna do that? Re- <laughs> Did you see me? No, 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 it's fine. No, you no, get up no, and back, you back. see backpack and you see some dwarves. Like, oh my God! It is the Holy Mother. Ah, <laughs> no, no, shh. <laughs> no. How are you? We are so sorry for everything we've done. What well, you? We hate to be in your, your splendid light. What? No, shh. Stop with that. <laughs> you. You need to let them go. Because you're causing a scene. I understand that. It's been two minutes. You'll hear a chuckle behind you as one um, as Lungus walks up behind you. <laughs> this is quite humorous. <laughs> How are you? Have you eaten? I I didn't see you pick up a plate yet. No, not yet. I do hope you will uh, join me at my table. Sure. Uh, I'm here with the. um, Been chatting with the Adenatic doors. Yeah. They are quite humorless. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully, you can add a bit of uh, sunshine to their day. Uh, Don't say that. <laughs> I make no promises. I do prefer a good storm. <laughs> well, I'll see you there. All right. And you kind of walk over. And uh, kneel down. Bye-bye. Animal handling check. Oh. 
I'm not a backpack. Yeah, that's right. Crap. Oh no, it's not your fault. Wait, wait, what do you what are you This is gonna be charisma. Charisma? Yeah. And you have a relationship with each other, so twelve. One roll? Yep. No, I I give her advantage since I'm drunk. Oh. Fair. He is susceptible, that's why. So you have advantage. Okay. Uh that was good. If you weren't drunk. No. Um (laughs) twenty two. Twenty two, describe what you do. I know uh, just that right spot behind where ear would be, and I just or, or you know with like little kids, and you brush their or their nose with your pinky to get them to go to sleep. The best part about this is I'm a chandelier. And I she's know. never been a chandelier before, and she still knows where yeah. that part is. Exactly. Yeah, that's my point. Come on. I'll let him go. All right. Thank you. Oh man, all right. Back to backpack. I'll get on her back. I was and gonna say I p- I'll put start, you on then, like a baby carrier. <laughs> and I'll just start kind of. I'm lopsided though, so it's. That's fine. You'll see three hands uh, kind of put their hands up from the ground, like you get this impression they're asking for help from you too. <laughs> I help them up and roll my. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm gonna spend a key point. I'm gonna flurry blow those hands. What? <laughs> that is gonna be three hits for high fives. <laughs> Good. Wow, <laughs> that was clean. <laughs> do you help them up eventually? Yeah, 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 yeah I'll help them up. You see them, all three of them kind of do this, brush themselves down a little bit. Um, let me see. I'll apologize too. Oh, no problem, oh person. Uh, sorry. <laughs> um, you see that there are liter- there are three exact carbon copies of them. They're all just wearing different color armor. One is wearing blue, one is wearing green, and one's wearing gold. No French. Yeah, we can make new friends. New friends. Ah, uh, excuse me. Friends should introduce each other. Ah. Uh, we are Eliol. Eliol Honeywine. <laughs> Bourbon pours at your service. Our uh, friends. No, no. <laughs> nice to meet you. Uh, All ten of you. Oh, nope. Wow. There's one of me, just mm. to clarify. Get too excited. And your names are. Um. Well, this is backpack. backpack. <laughs> nice to meet you, backpack. <laughs> um. And my name is. Um. Don't want to say it out loud. Come up with a fake one. <laughs> my name. No, no, it is not. It is not. Um. My name is Zofalda. Zofalda. That sounds so made up. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> nice name! <laughs> nice name, so far. Please join us in our table. No, I Professor. might have other plans. Oh, wait, no, you you're don't sitting want to go with, over there. You're sitting with? Opposite. Oh, uh, nope, okay. No. Thank you. <laughs> Damn, those Adam Adder doors think they have to be the best at everything. No life to them. Mm. Inga. You do seem much more lively. Oh, yeah. Check out what we got going in our shirts. Oh. You see it kind of just roiling around as they open their shirt, like their chest area. Like their fr- like. their hair is just kind of just doing this great eye of Jupiter thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, we don't know how that started. <laughs> All right. Well, it's very nice meeting you. And I'm like making sure backpack is still on my back. 
Catch you later, backpack. I, I wave a wave a strap at him. Oh. Wave a strap at him. And say, My friends. My friends. You only feel this, Vinanti. Zach. Backpack, you need a name. Professor. A real name. Professor. No, that's not my name. Professor. That's not my name. <laughs> you, you need a real name. 